0: Hello there, and this is Dr. Alan Hedberg, and this is the Psychology Report. I welcome you today as I discuss a very critical problem facing our nation and before our nation, but also one that is very personal, you know, to all of us. That is our health, our own personal health. You know, for those who enjoy good health and have a long history of good health, there is much for which to be thankful. And people do express gratefulness and thankfulness to God for good health. But in the, on the flip side of that, for those that experience a long history of unhealthiness and illness and distress and disease and impairment and disability of various kinds, there's often a sense of bitterness and a sense of anger and resentment. Often resentful a great deal of resentfulness to God for the situation that they find themselves in. You know, stress is a critical issue when it comes to health. Research studies in the past have very clearly demonstrated this kind of a pattern. If you live under high stress for a period of time, such as let's say a year, you have a 75% chance of uh, experiencing a major illness or disease or an accident. And the other thing is that you have a very unlikely chance of getting over it, or it's going to take longer to get over it. You're going to require more medication, more hospitalization, more doctor visits, more medical care of various kinds to get over the illness. But if you live a stressful life, Uh, let's say of 25 percent level of stress you have a very low level likelihood of becoming ill or having an accident but on the other hand if you become ill or if you have an accident you're going to get over that illness quite quickly you're going to take some medication perhaps you're going to take a day of rest you're going to do something that will help you recover and within a matter of days you'll recover and you'll go on with your life same for an accident you recover quickly and move on with your life so stress is a very critical matter when it comes to the contracting of illness as well as the battle of getting over an illness or the injuries you know of an accident nationally now we are looking at the life of hillary obviously she's been ill for some time she hasn't gotten over it And now it's gotten worse and she's going to require a considerable amount of medical care to get over her current bout of whatever it is pneumonia or whatever and in fact it may be pneumonia but it may be pneumonia along other as well as other illnesses and disorders and problems that she has all of which may be stress-related now here's how stress works stress is a factor related to your immune system Your hormonal system of the body that just keeps your body functioning on schedule, on target, in a routine manner, and in a very healthy and productive manner so you can go on with the tasks that you have on a day-to-day basis. Now, if you hit a stress in your life, sure, it sets you back a little bit, you deal with that stress and you get over it, and you go on with life. You may not become ill, you may not have an accident. You may just have a little pause in your life or maybe a day or two when you're just down a little bit but and your productivity is down a little bit, but you move on. Chronic stress is the one that is the critical issue. Chronic stress, which goes on day upon day upon day and week upon week and month upon month, is the one that is destructive, is the one that is hurtful, is the one that's more likely to be associated with the contracting of ill health or of an accident and having trouble getting over a health problem or getting over the injuries of an accident. Chronic stress is the killer. Chronic stress is the one that does you in. Chronic stress is the one that impairs and takes you from a level of, of, uh, of uh, uh, productivity to uh, impairment and to disability. So here's where we are with the issue of stress. You gotta manage it stress doesn't just go away and but stress has to be managed stress isn't something that's just part of one person's life it's part of all of our lives it's part of every day we have stress everybody has stress but it's the chronic stress which is the one that's going to get us and maybe that's where hillary faces her difficult days right now having lived a period of time now of very great chronic stress and it's finally getting to her And obviously, there will be a recovery, but will she be the same person she is when she recovers? That's the question. Just a political sidelight note is, when a candidate like this has major health problems, start considering the vice president. Start considering, would I be willing to vote for that vice president, and would I be happy if that vice president becomes president? This is the role of the Vice President, is to give the country confidence that the government will be in good hands if the President is taken out by assassination, if the President is impaired by an accident, or if the President is disabled by chronic illness of some kind. So that is what's very important in terms of our own uh, impairment and our own ability to make sure that we uh, have a life... That is productive and that's effective. Now, what I'd like to do is draw your attention to a book I wrote just a few years back. The book is entitled Achieving and Living a Healthy Lifestyle in a World of Stress. And in that book, I have a chapter that um, addresses this issue. I call it Good Habits for Healthy Living. Let me just walk through a list of some of the good habits of healthy living that I mention in this book and that I think we all can benefit from and we all need to know about. Number one, live honestly and blamelessly. That is, live peacefully with others. Have a clear conscience. Live without guilt, if you will. Number two, practice a peaceful lifestyle. That is, encourage peace by doing all you can to live peacefully. Treat people with peacefulness uh, to the degree to which that power is within you number three live a life of generosity we have known from much research that generosity and cheerfulness and peacefulness and, and good health go together it's, it's a matter of being willing to be generous with your time and your treasure what you will reap is happiness and healthiness Number four, do the best you can in each situation you undertake. You know, it's important to be adequate, but it is not necessary to be perfect. One doesn't have to do things perfectly well at all times. Some things just need to be done adequately. Know the difference. Number five, respond to criticism with openness and honesty. Be honest, be open, have an open attitude, be willing to learn. Be willing to share what happened and why you did what you did and learn from the dialogue with the people that are willing to discuss it with you. Number six, take time to meditate. All the great leaders of of history will tell you that. Meditation is an important part of a day, important part of a week. John Edwards, one of the great minds of our American history, had much time during the course of the week which he meditated Self-examination, walked along the river, sat along the river bank, read his Bible, wrote notes, studied nature, but meditated and got his life in focus. Reduce the stress in your life by meditation. Number seven, let your daily decisions reflect wisdom. Think through the decisions you make. Sure, there are emotional factors to every decision, but there's also factual or rational factors to every decision and when you blend the emotional and the rational factors together you get wisdom make your decisions wisely seek advice if you will reduce your stress that way number eight start many projects but finish what you start the unfinished projects are the ones that bug us and bug those who are important to us and that creates a stress in our environment. So see that projects are undertaken, but see that you're moving them along and that they're finished in a timely way. Number nine, keep faith utmost. Expect that good can come. Be optimistic. Be hopeful. Number ten, clear the record regularly through forgiveness. You know, there's times that you just need to go back and seek forgiveness. Sometimes you can do it with a person directly. Sometimes you have to write notes, sometimes you have to make a call sometimes you have to write email. Sometimes you just have to, in your own mind, in your own way, just forgive yourself for what you did and commit to not doing that again. Engage in regularly uh, in, uh, activities which are uh, mind stretching. Mind stretching activities. These are skill development, things that you do that are new and different, knowledge that is new and different, books that you read that expose you to new ideas. Expand your mind a little bit. That increases your healthiness, if you will. Foster and strengthen your social relationships. That's number 12. You know, social relationships are important. There's an old phrase that we use in psychology and healthcare friends make good medicine. Make sure you have friends, but make sure you have friends that make good medicine. Some friends don't make good medicine, but many do. And have those kind of friends in your circle of relationships. Number 13, be a communicator in all arenas of your life. Talk, initiate conversation, engage, open up, share. Don't isolate, don't hide, don't withdraw. And then 14, number 14, which is the last one, overcome hurts and attacks with good. Out of evil can come good. Out of hurt can come good. Determine to do something good when you're hurt. Perhaps to the person that hurt you. Perhaps to the association that the person is part of. Or maybe to somebody else. But share your life with somebody in a good way at times when you otherwise would feel hurt. Because good things will create good feelings. And good feelings reduces stress. So stress doesn't have to be lived on a day to day basis. Doesn't have to be chronic. Doesn't have to be disabling. Does not have to be hurtful. But stress is a killer. Stress is going to get you. It's going to create heart problems. It's going to create lung problems. It's going to create stomach problems. It's going to create muscular problems like headaches. It's going to create movement problems. You know, it's going to create problems of your life in many, many different kind of ways. So stress is important to reduce, to get a hold of, and to manage it. And just to know that stress is something that you can manage. You have managed it in the past. You can manage it in the future, but you can't ignore it. Hillary can't ignore her stresses. The people around her cannot ignore them. You can't say one day that it was just a cold and then say another day that it was an allergy and then another day say it's pneumonia. That isn't what happens. That's not being truthful. That's not dealing with the situation honestly and directly and straightforwardly. If she would have and others would have said, yes, she has pneumonia. It's mild, it's moderate, but we're going to take care of it. Things would have been a lot better. But when you are deceptive, And then you lie, and you add that to other lies that have been taking place. You lose confidence, but you know, you don't deal with the problem, and you don't get over it. In this case, you don't get over your stress, and it goes on having its destructive influence upon your life, upon your mind, and upon your body, and obviously upon your relationships as well. This has been Dr. Alan Hedberg and the Psychology Report. What I'd like to refer you to is my website, booksbyhedberg.com, booksbyhedberg.com, and in that website, you can access the book that I referred to, Achieving and Living a Healthy Lifestyle in a World of Stress. I encourage you to pick up the book, and if you have any kind of health problem in your life, or you might, or you're thinking of that, or this is an issue that you're dealing with in your family pick up the book. There's just a lot of chapters in there that are brief and that are short and to the point, but give you advice on how to achieve a healthy lifestyle, but more importantly, how to live it. The Psychology Report with Dr. Alan Hedberg. Bye for now.